0: What we're here to talk about today is the value of carbon offsets and the quality standards issue that surrounds it. Discussing this will be John Merlis, Chief Scientific Advisor for the Carbon Neutral Company, and Bill Snead, who's Operations Director at the company and is responsible for sourcing and managing carbon offset projects around the world. So firstly, John, you're a professor with a distinguished background at the Environment Agency. Why have you put your name to carbon offsets?
1: Well, climate change is very important. It's probably the biggest challenge we face as a society. Um, It's a problem that's severe, um, and it's very urgent too. Um, In order to deal with the problem, we've got to reduce the emissions of the greenhouse gases that cause climate change, and we have to do so rapidly. Um, There's a report published recently, for example, written by a very well-known economist, Sir Nicholas Stern, Um, which concludes that the damages done by climate change will be huge. I mean, they could amount, say, to 20% or so of global GDP. Um, But the costs that he estimates for taking action will be far less than that, um, about 1% to 5% of global GDP. But the key is that action has to be taken very soon. Uh, We've seen some progress in international agreements, Kyoto is a first step, but the reductions are rather small and they'll be very slow to take effect. What is needed is action by everyone to reduce carbon emissions, which means reducing energy mainly.
0: So reductions at sources the key then, not offsetting?
1: Well yes, uh, reductions certainly come first, but even when we've done the immediate things we can, turning off lights, uh, cycling to work, uh, some home insulation, we're still responsible for uh, quite a lot of energy use and and hence for carbon emissions. Um, So that offsetting enables us to deal with what's left. Offsetting um, is a mechanism whereby we can pay for somebody else to do some reductions elsewhere. and essentially, offsets are bought to balance the residue, um, and they can pay for technology or other means of reducing carbon offsets done by somebody else. The investment that offsetting brings is a tremendous motor for innovation as well. I mean, it, it enables us to reduce carbon emissions at, at lower cost. Um, it also enables communities to overcome price barriers and put technologies like photovoltaic cells or micro hydroelectricity generation into real effect. And it also, of course, is very helpful for people um, to understand the price of carbon um, so that in consequence they they value the energy they use and and use it economically.
0: Bill, can you give me a couple of examples of carbon offset projects?
1: Yes,
2: I can. Um, The first is a a project in Jamaica actually. It's run by a small company there and it's working in the tourist sector which is obviously vitally important for Jamaica's uh, economy and it's helping to drive the uptake of compact fluorescent light bulbs within the tourist sector. And the important thing is that this project has actually been used now as a pilot for a much larger program to distribute these bulbs in the inner city so it's a it's a great example of a program which is really helping to, uh, to, cut, uh, to cut carbon emissions.
0: Can you explain a bit more about how the project actually cuts carbon emissions?
2: Yes so compact fluorescent light bulbs use about a quarter of the electricity of a standard incandescent bulb and so that leads to only a quarter of the emissions and Jamaica relies very heavily on imported oil which costs them a lot of their hard currency reserves and the carbon credits that we buy from the project enable Ecotech, the company that runs the programme, to sell discounted light bulbs to provide a warranty to their customers and they also provide environment days to educate staff.
0: You mentioned two projects, what about the second one?
2: The second one uh, is run by an organisation called SELCO, the solar electric lighting company and they aim to replace kerosene lamps with solar photovoltaic systems. So. Kerosene lamps uh, emit a lot of carbon dioxide when they burn the kerosene as well as other pollutants that can be harmful to health and they also cause a fire hazard. Uh, And many families within rural communities use car batteries to power small household appliances like TVs and radios uh, and so on and those tend to be charged using uh, the electricity grid or diesel generators. And so these solar panels can replace all that high-polluting form of fuel, and they'll save about two tons of CO2 each over a five-year period. Now one of the main barriers to the uptake of uh, solar systems is finance. They can be quite expensive. So many families use higher purchase to, uh, to finance their, uh, their, their solar panel. And the carbon finance, the money that we pay for the carbon credits, helps to reduce the interest rates that people are paying. It can pay for the down payments or the deposits that, that, that people pay, and it also importantly helps to educate other microfinance organisations about the value of uh, investments in renewable energy.
0: So moving on to another issue, there's a lot of talk at the moment about standards. What do you think are the issues?
2: Yeah, so there, there are two points really here. There is. On the one hand people talk about offset quality standards and then there are also uh, people who are claiming carbon neutrality and in both cases uh, you need to know that the claims that are being made are true. In terms of uh, carbon neutral and people claiming carbon neutrality, to us that means four things. The first is around the measurement of the emissions, what is the actual carbon footprint of whatever is being claimed to be carbon neutral. The second is that the organisation needs to make some form of commitment to reduce emissions internally where possible. The third is around the quality of the offset projects or the offset credits that are being used. And finally, there is something around uh, independent verification of the claims that uh, that are being made. So we've invested uh, very heavily in uh, quality assurance over the, uh, over the years that we've been formed. And we've done that really to ensure that our clients can really uh, trust what we say that we've done on their behalf. Um, most of what we've done on the quality assurance side is encapsulated in the carbon neutral protocol, uh, which is the standard that we uh, started to develop about five years ago. It's had input from businesses, from academics, from NGOs, scientists and so on. Uh, and it covers all the uh, the aspects that I mentioned just uh, a moment ago. Uh, and that is available to download uh, from our website.
0: So I'd like to say thanks to John and Bill for discussing the value of carbon offsets in tackling climate change. I think there are a number of key points to take away from um, what we've discussed today. Firstly, standards are clearly required to qualify the claims made about offset projects and carbon neutrality. In the absence of an international standard, the carbon neutral company have developed the carbon neutral protocol, which goes some way towards this. And it's clear that reduction activity must come first but we're still responsible for a significant amount of carbon emissions even after we've done this. And offsetting seems to enable us to deal with what's left. In fact we should really be talking about offset as emissions reduction because it is a reduction just in another place. And offset also accelerates the adoption of new and renewable energy sources. And at the same time it seems that it helps people understand the price of carbon so they think before they emit.